This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you, you stop listening right now. <laughs> Gay! That's right. Not gay, not gay like in a bad way. Gay like in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. As in happy that's what, and carefree. That, that's and, what faggy means. Um, Welcome to give that some thought right off the bat. It's our latest segment, <laughs> The Office Circle Jerk. Well, that's right. Speaking of that, obviously, our newest segment, of course, is... The Office Circle Jerk. That's right, yeah. Um, Was that the official name? I don't know if we have any theme music for it. Uh, I do. But, I'm trying oh. to get this uh, queued up here. Ladies and gentlemen, there it is. <laughs> Our latest uh, segment, The Office Circle Jerk. So I started watching again, Matt. I completed the series. Yeah. Went all the way back to season one. Yeah. And it's so great. Now, now, what, what round is this for you? Five, six. Totally through, I think. Really? That's it? I mean, I've seen all of them yeah. probably more times than that yeah. because of reruns, what have you, Netflix. Um, but no, dude, I, I, I started it back over to rewatch the whole thing again. Yeah, and it's just yeah, I, I, it never gets old for me. I go back to that 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 pilot of season one, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like it's, Michael calls him in and it's like, so how are things going at the library? Oh, uh, I wasn't able to close that. So, so you've come to the master. Is that what you're saying, young grasshopper? Calls. <laughs> okay. Mm. Thank you very much, sir. Oh. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Click. That was a uh, woman. Very deep voice. Probably a smoker. <clears throat> It's just, and then it's off. It's just yeah. off. And then from there on, the characters build on Michael Scott and and the Jim and Pam. Will they won't they I cry the whole time, the whole way through, the yeah. whole way. Their first kiss, their first little moments when he gives her that note in the teapot that she doesn't read until season nine, eight. Yeah. When he when he gives it to her again, and apparently, actually, some this is, this is some hardcore fanboy stuff. That note was a letter, was like a note that John Krasinski wrote to Jenna Fisher Mm -hmm. that none of the cast or crew knows what it said. Yeah. Like, it was just a note to her about what it was like to work with her and and how, like, she was so perfect for the role, and they they wouldn't have been able to bring the life to those characters had it not been the two of them. Now, this is some gossip that just came out recently, like John Krasinski, they both (laughs) commented on this, but apparently they were a thing, like, during the production Really? Like John and and Jenna? Gen- really? Were yeah, weren't they both some... married? Well, yeah. she's married. Well, she's remarried. This I think there's a second marriage. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I I I I think there there was there was definitely. We had to Google Matt. Yeah. Uh, I think John Krasinski said he it wasn't all acting. It was it was real. Really? Yeah. Hence the real, note then, obviously. Real chemistry, real emotion. Yeah. Real. Well, I'm just pulling up Jenna Fisher's Wikipedia page here. Okay, early life, career development. Personal life. Here we go. Okay, move to childhood friend. Yeah, I doubt her Wikipedia page is going to talk well, about good, how she cheated but, on her wife on the set of a, 
of one of the most beloved television shows no, in but American it'll say, history. It'll talk about whether she's been married. Okay, so screenwriter in 2009, mm-hmm. engagement to screenwriter Lee Kirk was announced and they married on July 3rd, 2010. Oh, okay, no. Uh, Fisher married James Gunn on October 7th, 2000. They announced their separation in September 2007. Yeah. Wow. Which would have been, I don't know, two years into the office, maybe? And in June 2008, interview with Fisher confirmed yeah, that she and Gunn had finalized their divorce. Wow. Yeah. So it was after she had already been on the office for a couple seasons when they, you know. That's that's really interesting, though. I hadn't heard that. Did you find that on, uh, was that on? Uh, where where do you think I found that? Where do you well, think I found well, it? Well, Dunder Mifflin, probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. That's probably yeah. where I found it. But uh, yeah, I'm just kind of googling. You know, I mean, especially when you have when you have that sort of you know on screen chemistry, it they it, were they really were perfect. You you know you play pretend for so long, mm-hmm. and then it becomes real, right? Fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. That whole philosophy. Oh well, here's the Daily Beast, John Krasinski. Sorry, Office fans, Jenna Fisher and I were not genuinely in love. Went on TV recently and said that. Oh, Jenna Fisher went on TV recently and said that she and John were quote genuinely in love, and then he said not so. So he's, but he's he has like kids now, I think, and it's yeah. like a, like a dad, yeah, dude. <laughs> um, well, so well, yeah. what you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, do you know he is uh, recently cast as the next Ethan or not? What is it? Uh, um, I don't know if it's Mission Impossible, but it's oh no, Jack Ryan. Um, are you familiar with like Clear and Present Danger? No. And the whole Jack Ryan saga. Okay, well, it's there's a bunch of movies that have been based off of one character. <coughs> one character from. I think you're thinking of Jason Bourne. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Um, this new Bourne movie but, coming out this but a summer. Couple, a couple different, a couple different actors have portrayed the character of Jack Ryan. Okay. Um. Apparently, most, the one with with uh. Most with... recently, the one the dude from Star Trek. The, I don't know. The one from the reboot of Star Trek. I never anyway, saw it. I, I, I can't remember his name. Um, but uh, never saw the original boots, so didn't yeah. see the reboot. But Harrison Ford has played Jack Ryan before in a couple movies. Okay, really. Uh, ben Affleck. So played, just a lot played, of folks played him before. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's been cast as the next, you know, the next Jack Ryan movie. Oh well, there you go. Okay, so speaking of uh, movies and, and sort of that that Hollywood sort of pop culture. I Let's just get it out of the way right now. Yeah, yeah. your your least favorite topic, and no. then we'll go on to more intellectual topics, and we're mm-hmm. gonna probably we'll probably you know solve world hunger and cure AIDS by the end of the program. By the end of the episode, but so right stay now, tuned. Yeah, that's exactly. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. You keep people in for the long haul. Well, that's in the yeah. member section, right? In the member section, <laughs> yeah, exactly for five dollars a month. Yeah. No, um, <clears throat> I finally saw Batman vs Superman. We need we've we've had this. Hold on, we've had this. Okay. we've had this discussion before, but we don't need we. We don't need like you know five dollars a month. What we need is we need one member. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and we'll do an extra five hours of <laughs> of show a week for that that's one right. member. That's right. We will a yeah. million dollars a year. A million dollars a year. That's right. That's all we need. That's it. Yeah, not two, mm-hmm. not three. Yeah, not a hundred million, but a million dollars a year. Yeah, and you literally can have all the content you want. I tell you what, you give us a million dollars a year, <laughs> uh, each of us a million dollars we can split. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm not gonna <laughs> well, be greedy. No, I'm fine with it. Okay, I'm not gonna be. Yeah, greedy. I'm probably you know, alright. Even that. if you want to do a sixty forty split, it's fine. It's um, <laughs> on a million dollars, four hundred thousand right. dollars. I'm fine with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You're made in the shade. Yeah, that's three fifty immediately goes to weed. Yeah, exactly, and, f- and you know, and the rest of cheese. It's and you, peanut butter. You, you moved to California, literally opened your own pot farm. Yeah, uh, uh, well, called called Matt's Edibles. I'm, I'm and <laughs> probably stay in Missouri, and then you know, start glad handing, making friends, and spread that money around a lot. Lobbyism. Little bit. 
lobbying the whole weed cause. The weed stuff. That yeah, because it's be, legal. You know, is is it legal in Missouri for medical, or is that Illinois? It's Illinois it, it, medical. It is. It's it's legal in Missouri, but you have to jump through a bunch of hoops, and hardly anybody. There's like 11 people in the in the state who have one that for medical. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, no, we will do a show that's just about you. Yeah, that, that's you just right. Need a million dollars. That's right. A whole episode about you. Yeah. One million dollars for a whole year. Yeah. You, you sponsor. Give that some thought, and yep. give that some thought. We'll do. We'll, and we'll mention you on every episode. Yeah. It'll yeah. be give that some thought about. The member, yeah, exactly. Show Give that. that some thought about so and so. Yeah. So speaking of that, somebody I was talking to a couple of folks in my family, and I, I I made some. Oh, okay. So here's the backstory, and I'll, I'll and I, I know I always do this mm-hmm. like a dick to our listeners, but I'll, I'll tell you the details later. But there was somebody in my life. They're not. They're no longer in my life. By the way, when he says that, I'll tell you the details later. We never do. Half the time, he forgets to tell me yeah. the details. Well, later. Well, no, and that's true for you too. Because I listen to an ep- uh, as I'm editing, like I'll uh-huh. listen to it, and you'll be like, oh, I'll, I'll I'll mention it to you, and I'm like, I'm like. Oh, shit, what was he talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and we forget to, because we, like, you know, it gets late, it gets tired, we do our thing, and then, and then I leave. But, uh, no, so there was somebody that was in my life, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're no longer in my life. Yeah. And this person uh, released a single, released a track. Uh, they're a musician. They released, okay. they released a, a track uh, publicly to iTunes, etc. <clears throat> And uh, it's it's on Google Play, Google Play Music. I have Google Play Music sure. on my phone. By the way, the podcast is available on there. Now the podcasts are on there. But anyways, and I <laughs> I reviewed their music. Oh, mm-hmm. you left a review. I did. What uh, What was the review? Well, out of five stars. Uh huh. Now I hadn't listened to it. Still haven't. Well, but why I, are you giving a review of it then? Out of five stars, I gave it one. And and I'm not going to get into a whole lot of detail, but I'll give you an excerpt from what I said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even. This is okay. So part of what I said, people are going to think I'm a colossal dick for this, and maybe I am. But part of what I said was, I called this person, a, and this is a direct quote, a piece, <laughs> a piece of human filth. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I really, I really let fly. In case is this you somebody tell. that I know? No. Well, you know of them. You know what they are in my life, and I'll, and I'll okay. tell you. All right. Yeah, but <laughs> so I did that. It's a thing I did. Maybe I'm not so proud of it. Maybe I am. I don't know. Sure, I don't know how I sure. feel about it. But I was talking to some family members about that, and they're like, they're like, well, what if somebody did that to your podcast? What if somebody? Yeah. Like, and I said, and I and I said, I was like, I was like, well, actually, we have, we have, I think we have like about a four point five star rating on iTunes. Mm-hmm. So. uh eat that and they're like yeah out of out of how many reviews and i was like well it doesn't matter like if all the reviews accumulate to 4.5 or 5 stars who cares how many reviews yeah. there are there could be a million there could be two but if it's but if that's the rating cumulative of all the reviews they were they were still doing okay yeah yeah <laughs> and that's that's the way i look at it and i said all that also to say any review we get we read on the show so if you got something to say yeah email it in write it in and it will be read on the show mhm and if you want a whole show about you, again, million dollars a year. Yeah, that's true. A one-time fee. That's true. And a subscription. Yeah, we'll do a show as long as you want about you. Well, not as long as you want. We got to sleep and like you know. Yeah, have that's our true. Time. We're not going to do like so, a podcastathon. A maximum of ten hours of show per week just for you. That's two hours workload a day. That's we not can that do that. Bad, we can you know? cut that. We can and do that's that. like and count research and totally uncensored. By the way, exactly. You remove exactly. all the bleeps for a million dollars. Exactly. Year. Um, but you know, we give you ten hours of content every week, and yeah. then add you know, I mean, so that averages to two hours a day. Yeah, 
five day work week, two hours a day. <laughs> add add into that all the research we have. So that's you like, and I have been on a five day work week for how long? Yeah. <laughs> uh, add into that all the research that we need to do right, to R&D, prepare for the show. We have a development team. So right. we have some a, media, some yeah. clips, whatever it is. About two yeah. hours and fifteen minutes a day of solid work. <laughs> Just created a dream job. Yeah. No. Um, now so, we just have to manifest it into reality. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'll get on my spell making. There you go. <laughs> By the way, one thing that you did say on the show that you told me that you were going to tell me about, and then uh-huh. you did a- after last time we recorded. Yeah. That you told me all about that. I was. I've been thinking about that a lot. That keeps popping in my head randomly, and I'm like. And I'm just going to say it, and you can tell me it out if you want, but I'm like, like it'll just pop out. I'll just be going about my business or uh-huh. my day or at work or whatever, and it'll pop in my head. I'm like, I'm like, Matt bought Sage to scare away demons. <laughs> like, it just, it just, it pops in my head. And it's one of those things where I don't know how I feel about it. Uh-huh. I really don't. Because, yeah. like, I want to say, like, uh, crazy effort. It's like, ridiculous. What is, yeah. what is yeah. he? And then, and then I'm like... I don't know. Maybe he's onto something. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I get. Maybe I need to get him to come over to my place and just just do it and do whatever he does. A little ritual, and and then oh, maybe we'll be good. <laughs> How is it for pest, by the way? Because I got an ant problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it's not a problem, but but there's ants yeah. occasionally at my place. So the- holy shit! I didn't start recording afterwards. After I stopped it earlier. How long have you been talking? I don't know. It was after the, you told me the sage stuff. <laughs> well, we missed all the transgender shit. We missed like 45 minutes. Well, let's continue this conversation about Bono. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I feel like that's on me. Well, it kind of is because I could have just cut it out, but... It, it is recording now. How long was the file we recorded? Oh. All right, listeners, we just lost like 45 minutes. <laughs> we really did. Of it was good stuff, It too. was. Here's what happened. We talked a little bit about <laughs> wizarding. We talked a little bit about Bono. We talked about Target and we how they said a whole that lot about transgender stuff. Exactly. Then we talked about moving in, into the family and how, and how to how it is the onus of, of parenting is on you and you should how do I explain how two men can get married? Well, you use it as a teaching opportunity because eventually, because you, you're raising an adult and eventually that adult has to it's learn how to confront things. things like that and scenarios like that themselves. And society. And so it's best right. to start to teach them the basics and the ABCs of how to deal with somebody whose viewpoints and ideologies are different from yours and how to see people at, basically in our society we've stopped as seeing people. We've stopped seeing people. people as people a, yeah. and we see them as a demographic and, mm-hmm. and you know. How, or, or gay or black or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. Fat. White. Lazy. Women. <laughs> with. <laughs> um, we had that conversation. And then we got into Bono uh, and and. Because apparently Bono has a problem with Christian music because it's not honest like the Psalms are. Yeah. And, and Matt we, was talking about songs in the early church and acts. Well, I guess we'll just pick it up from there. F*** it. Like, what, what can we do? So, so the article that you were talking about is how Bono feels he's... Christian music doesn't do its job. Yeah. And I was thinking or about... Or isn't honest. Yeah. I was thinking about this earlier today because I, I, I saw something about what we were talking about. Yeah. About Bono. And so I had been thinking about it earlier today and a couple of days ago uh, about about corporate worship mm-hmm. and about how in the book of Acts when mm-hmm. they talked about 
the disciples and apostles getting together and singing songs, hymns, and spiritual spiritual songs to each other right. in order to build themselves up in the Lord. Right. So, in the in the context of of zero A.D. Right. <laughs> yeah. In the context of four A.D. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have what what are songs and hymns used for? They're used to spread an oral tradition for those people who can't read. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what music was primarily used for in antiquity. It was used to be able to spread history and spread theology in a way that the common man could remember and basically use Digest. it as a teaching tool. Yeah. So that you could remember it and so that you could pass it Via on to other song, people. Because they're illiterate, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Um so so that's what it was used for. The the acts of the apostles when they're getting together and they're singing together. It's about teaching them about the theology of Christ. It's about teaching people who have no idea, right, who just now coming coming to, to, to Christ. Right. Uh, and believing that Christ was the Messiah, teaching them about the context of the Old Testament and, you know, why Jesus was the Messiah and things like that. It, yeah. it, it wasn't about getting them in the mood to worship. <laughs> okay. It was about teaching. Yeah. I'm still devastated that you tell me that Hillsong wasn't in Acts because and and now that would have been some rock and worship, Matt. Like, let's just be honest. And then, so I was also thinking the other day about the so context. Like hearing oceans live. I mean, <laughs> you make oceans from the rain. That's not oceans. You have to. You, what, know, you, you, you don't know the oceans that I'm talking about. Then I guess not. I, I, I think it was originally Is a Hillsong song. The oceans, the eleven. No, <laughs> no, and not twelve or thirteen either. Before you. Okay, so basically, no, but this song, like it's it it is it is like a white girl's anthem, and it is it is. I think it was originally written by Hillsong. Yeah, Hillsong United, Oceans, and then in parentheses, where my feet may fall. And I, I'm just gonna read the lyrics to you real quick. Like the, the, ugh, girls, girls go ape for this song. Uh, you call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery and oceans deep, my faith will stand, and I will call upon your name and keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours and you are mine. Spirit, And then six times, <laughs> this is sort of the, the chorus or the refrain or whatever. Uh, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Like over and over again, mm-hmm. like that just repeats and repeats and repeats. But wow. yeah, it's like it's like it's like it, I think it's kind of past now. Maybe it was like a year ago, but that was like the song. Like yeah, you had to have that song. But anyways, you ain't got no hill song up in this joint. <laughs> uh, so so listen. Um, <clears throat> next, I'm thinking, in further in that context, I'm thinking, what, what, what about uh, what about in in the Bible when it talks about. Jesus gives the parallel or the parable of the the man stands on the street corner and prays versus the man who, you know, prays in the corner by himself. And oh, the Pharisee praying in the synagogue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Versus the man. Who, I thank God I'm not like this poor bastard. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's an incredible amount of pride, I think, that goes into worship. Mm-hmm. Um, both the people performing and leading and both and then the crowd itself, you know, mm-hmm. Um it's something that I think, especially corporate worship, and especially in evangelical churches, um, the worship itself is too. The worship itself is is something that that 
we look forward to as a spiritual high. We put too we put way too much emphasis on Sunday morning mm-hmm. in churches. Uh, the point of the Sabbath is to venerate God yourself, um, and to to use that day to to set it aside to honor Him. Right. Right. On on the Sabbath, you're not doing on six days a week. You're toiling for yourself. Mm-hmm. On the Sabbath, you're not but doing anything for yourself because that day is set aside for God. So you're yeah. not doing anything for your self-interest. Um, but and the whole, on Sundays, we all get together for corporate worship, wasn't about having some spiritual experience, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the Acts of the Apostles. It's not Pentecost, okay? It's not this great rushing wind of everybody having a spiritual high on Sunday morning. It's It was about getting together to teach proper theology mm-hmm. and, and make sure that people believe the truth and knew and understood the truth of who Jesus was. And I think the story of Jesus also was a lot more, because you got to figure in that time you had folks there that knew Jesus. Yeah. Right. Like like some of the, some of the apostles and some of the disciples and stuff were like, Hey, like I walked with him all the time. Like this is what he was about. Telling people the truth, the truth about the gospel and the Mm -hmm. secret things that Jesus told the apostles. He never told anybody else. Right. Um, Secondly, it's about, (laughs) I just imagine he leans over to his apostles. Hey, Hey Peter. Those are the secret things that Jesus probably told him that he didn't tell anybody else. Uh, hey, Jesus. Yeah. Um, what's underwear? <laughs> exactly. Hey, Jesus. Neither am I. <laughs> anyway, uh, but the, but the second second purpose of the getting together once a week, everybody, the whole community of Christians getting together once a week, was to meet needs of other Christians. Mm-hmm. To be like, oh, hey, you need you you need. These, this new pair of shoes, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing of, of you know, if your brother needs, you have two cloaks and your brother doesn't have any, you give yours away. Mm-hmm. Like, it's about making sure that everybody has enough to survive mm-hmm. and, and f- forming that community. But but what we, we turned it into some sort of ego trip that we use to emotionally masturbate ourselves every Sunday morning mm-hmm. to turn it in, in, into something that's about us rather than using it to get to know uh, the people in your community which you know, not all churches are the same, and 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 certainly there are ones that stand out. But I think that that music in and of itself in Christianity has become way too, uh, way too idolized. It's it's, um, its own little culture, uh, where you have people who are using it to profit and people who are using it to as their career. Uh, you know, you should you. I I I. And the way that the bureaucracy of the church is set up, that you can't have this system in place anymore, which is the reason why the bureaucracy of the church is evil and <laughs> set up by Satan. Okay, well, here he goes. Anyway. Maybe I should have. Uh, yeah, the church was appropriated by Satan real quick. Um, anyway, the church as an entity, bureaucracy, <clears throat> the church, okay, quote unquote. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, n- no, it was the, the, the whole thing. The bureaucracy is set up so you can't do this anymore. Oh, okay. So, so the tent maker, okay? Right. Paul, tent maker, right? Right. You shouldn't pay your pastor anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, the way bureaucracy of the church is set up today, we, you have to. Right. Okay. Because it's a wage. Because that's, but you shouldn't be paying him anything, you know? The church should be taking care of him. The community believers should be taking care of him, sure. But he should also be working a regular job, mm-hmm. okay? 
just because you are a pastor doesn't mean you are are aren't aren't somebody who has two hands, two legs, and a back who can't make their own way way for themselves. Okay, I'm sorry. Right. You, if you're a pastor, you have no right to the tithes and offerings. Those are for God. Those are for the poor. Those are for you know. There's not to expand your building. It's not so that you can have a have a nice car. It's it's so that you can take care of people who can't take care of themselves. And yes, the pastor is one of those one of those people. Officiants. But there's there's good good things that come from working with your own two hands to pay for your own way in the world. It's it's a it's a way to keep you humble. And I, I think the the reason we have people like Joe Olstein and Creflo Dollar running around is because uh, when was the last time they did a hard day's work? But not Mark Driscoll or Darren Patrick anymore. <laughs> X twenty nine took care of them. But the whole thing like knock them straight down a peg. If you ha- if you have <laughs> if you have somebody who has to fill a pulpit and work five days a week and work a forty hour job. Yeah. Um, they have very little time to build up their own empire and their own kingdom and their own ego and make uh, some sort of celebrity around themselves. You know, that's actually the strongest point that I feel that you've made here in this, Probably, this little tirade. Yeah. Like, that's Probably. actually a really good point. You know, especially all these pastors like we talked about before, some of the stories we mentioned, you know, oh, so-and-so's, you know, removed from this because because of no blatant sin, like we all know, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. But, like, you know, they're just like, oh, he's domineering, you know, creating a an empire for himself or the celebrity or whatever, you know. Yeah, that's a good point, you know, if he's, if he's putting in a solid 40 at the office or, 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 or the field or wherever, yeah. you know, then, yeah, you don't <laughs> – me thinks you don't really have a lot of time to sort of – Build up that Instagram following, you yeah, know, the, yeah. the, the way you really should if you mm-hmm, want your brand sure. to take off. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the brand, your the brand. brand. That's right. I have a personal brand, Matt. I'll be honest. Do you? Yeah. I started investing uh, in the stock market, by the way. Really? <laughs> what? The, the look on your face combined with the exact tone in which you said that says just about everything. Like you. This is four hundred one k. No, 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 no. I've had one of those before. Withdrew it all out when I had to leave, mm. but uh, I was I was like, yeah, that twenty two hundred dollars is coming with me. <laughs> That's uh, not leaving that there to sit. Yeah, <clears throat> roll that over. Um, no, I there's so there's an app. <laughs> of course, there's always an app, right? There's sure. an app for everything. Yeah. Um, no, there's an app that, and I'll just say it. It's not a plug or anything, but it's called Robin Hood, and it mm. is an app where there's no fees on trading stocks and you just hook it up to your bank account and you put money in it and i i had downloaded it when it first came out like a year ago or more mm-hmm. when they were doing a promo that if you downloaded it they would give you five dollars in your account you just have five dollars and so i was thinking about it recently and i was like i think that five dollars is still in there i'm gonna download that and i downloaded it logged into my account oh my five dollars is still there and i bought a, i bought a, a share of a company for under five dollars no fees just bought the company and I'm getting hammered down, dude. I'm like down to like 389s. Bullshit. Oh. The market's tearing me apart. What company? But uh, <laughs> Paragon Shipping. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was one of the it was one of the ones that I happened to stumble across that was that was under five bucks. Well, because that's what I was looking for. Yeah, here's the thing: you invested in the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, war bonds, bro. <laughs> you know, uh, find yourself a nice uh, arms arms manufacturer. Right, invest in them. Just put all your money there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Three fifty six. I'm getting hammered. 
Mm. I'm just I'm just getting hammered. Look at that. That's what their days look like. Isn't that a terrible graph? But look, see their year. If I pull up their year graph here, if it'll work, you know, maybe your Wi-Fi is being poopy. I don't know. But anyways, um, <sighs> yeah, well, the system's being poopy. Why did we not hit record? I don't know. I'm 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 still tilted about that, yeah. man. Well, I've got actually we got a, a great conversation going. If you still want to roll, here's I mean, the thing. NSA, I know you're listening. I know you're recording it through our phones. Right. If you could just send us that conversation. Yeah. Did you see? By the way, okay. Um, I was uh, browsing the old Reddit last night, mm-hmm. as you tend to do. I'm trying to yeah. drift off. That's that's you know the millennials' way of counting sheep. <laughs> and <laughs> purple link, purple link, purple link, purple link, white link, purple link. Purple link. Purple link. Yeah, and then off to sleep, right? Um, oh, cat gif. <laughs> it's called jif, but yeah. Um, I like to say it both ways. Gif and jif? I'll just, I find out. Just I fi- interchangeably for I you? find out what you well, say, yeah. and then I say the exact opposite just to annoy. For for everybody? Yeah. That you know? Yeah, yeah well, okay. There's a coworker the other day who I said jif, and she was like, no, actually it's gif. I'm like, no, it's jif. I can scientifically prove it. And she's like, okay. I'm like, okay. And I walked away. She's like, are you going to prove it? No, but I could if I wanted to. <laughs> well, there you go. That's all you need. No, so I was scrolling Reddit. <coughs> so this guy, he posted, he cross-posted in, uh, well, it was, I think it was in like our privacy or something, but it was in legal advice. It was, it was cross-posted from our legal advice. And I found it very interesting. Very, very interesting. So this dude... Uh, has a, a cell phone for uh, his personal use. He has a cell phone. And then he's issued a work phone. Okay? Now, as the story goes that he tells, he went into the um, or the IT department or whatever at work, and he has to have it on 24-7 because, and I guess such is the job that if they call him and he's on call and he doesn't pick up, that's grounds for termination kind of thing. That's just part of his job. Now, he said that the IT department called him in, and they're like, hey, check this out. And they played a recording of him having sex with his girlfriend, like, a couple of nights ago. Yeah. And and they're sort of like, oh, yeah, listen to you go, kind of just ribbon, you know? And he was like, it made me feel really uncomfortable, and... I said to, like I said to my boss, I was like, can I just use my phone? Because I don't like the fact that they can kind of pull that up whenever they want. And he's like, well, they're only supposed to do it when they're supposed to. And I'll make sure that they know that. And he's like, is it legal to have? And I was like, I was like, wait, what do they have on this work phone that they can just like sort of? And then it made me think, I was like, and the NSA probably has that for all our phones. Yeah. Like all of our phones. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. (laughs) Like... I recently just discovered... Speaking of that, the Snowden movie. You see that? The first yeah. trailer was released. Hmm. Uh, who's yeah. playing Snowden? It's, uh, it's somebody it's really Jesse popular. I- uh, Jesse Eisenberg again. <laughs> Jesse He's Eisenberg everything. again. Uh, it, it, what was I going to say? Um, uh, oh, 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 oh. Oh, but it's Oliver Stone, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, he's one of the gatekeepers, bro. He um, <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that's right. Ah. Uh, I like I like me a little uh, Joey Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not too bad. Uh, listen, um, what was I gonna say? I don't know. What was I gonna say? Oh, the Edison? NSA turning on all our phones. Oh, I recently found this uh, subreddit that um, mm, dude, dude, no, dude, dude, no, dude, dude. But <laughs> thank, mm-hmm. um, 
I found a subreddit. Watch out for Mr. Skeletal. That uh, is all about unsecured cameras. And oh, yeah, IP cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That are hooked up to the internet. Yeah. That bas- you can basically just pull up via an IP on address. On an I- unsecure camera, mm-hmm. like, you can pull up somebody's webcam mm-hmm. and look through it mm-hmm. if they haven't set a pe- if they haven't set it up right. Set it up correctly, mm-hmm. which is, you know, redoing the, yep. the original fa- factory password and putting in a uh, unique one. Um, so it was just a, a crazy. It's not just the NSA who can do this, but if regular you, folks, regular folks, yeah. can take advantage of someone who isn't tech savvy enough. Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that, you bastard? I don't know. That was. Don't blow it over here, <laughs> your swamp butt. It's, you know what you're smelling is Death Wish coffee. About 14 hours uh, well. ago. Sweet God. Um. Yeah, no, it's it, webcams and stuff like yeah, anything that's connected to the internet, man. It's 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 pretty it's pretty bizarre. Yeah. So uh, where are we living now? So that's why I that's why I cover up the camera on my phone whenever I masturbate. <laughs> All right. Uh did you hear get into some political stuff and I want you to update us on uh I think there's some more I'm glad now, now that we're going to talk about politics, I'm glad we we totally just didn't record anything we were talking about when it comes to transgender issues and social issues. Yeah. That whole bag. Yeah. Boring. Or good Listeners stuff. didn't yeah. want to hear about it. Yeah, who cares? What do they want to hear about? Trump. They That's want to hear right. about Donald Trump. Yeah. No, uh, well, and I have this in the context of, did you hear about what John Boehner said about Ted Cruz? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that dude let fly, Lucifer dude. in the flesh. Well, here's... here's, here's Lucifer here's, in the flesh. And he also said, I've never worked with a more miserable son of a bitch in my life. Yeah, yeah. That's a direct quote. Here's here's the whole thing with of, of a guy who's in the GOP. Now you can say he's established, and you can probably say a ton of bad things about Boehner, and that's fine. And I, I'd probably agree with most of them or some of them, but this just lends to my theory about Ted Cruz that shit like this doesn't come out about you and the mistresses and et cetera, et cetera, if some of it isn't true. Precisely. Precisely. Like, I'm not saying it's all true. I'm not saying there's verified evidence. I'm not saying the National Enquirer has all the secrets to whatever this supposedly is. Mm-hmm. I don't believe any of that. But what I am saying is Ted Cruz is a shady mofo. Now, do you remember the period? Here's some context between the whole Cruz. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Here's some context between the whole Cruz Boehner thing. Okay. So a couple years ago, you remember the government shutdown? Yeah. That happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two and a half years ago? Uh Uh-huh. A little over two years ago, where uh, you had a certain part of the Republican Party who dug their heels in. And wouldn't wouldn't move, and they we had to go- shut it down. We yeah. had a government shutdown. Yeah, uh, cost you know a couple billion dollars. Uh, no big deal, right? Um, basically, what happened was five years ago when you had the Tea Party movement. Mm-hmm. Well, more than five years ago, it's two thousand six, two thousand seven when that really started. But when that movement started, Ted Cruz was one of the people who sort of stood in between establishment. And Tea Party. Right. As Once go Tea Party people started getting elected, Ted Cruz totally jumped on that bandwagon. And what he what he started to do was solidify power. He became not the face of, but one of the leaders of the Tea Party movement. And he was one of the ones that he got elected on and reelected on the, that platform. He became basically all the power he has in Texas and in Washington, D.C. He came th- by that power. Um, by basically 
le- leeching onto the Tea Party movement and branding himself as an outsider, right, who's going to fight the corruption of Washington and all this other stuff. But basically, two years ago, Ted Cruz became an insufferable pain in John Boehner's ass. This is Speaker of the House, this is the guy who's trying to to corral the Republicans into, you know... To get something done. To get something done in Congress. Right. And the reason why John Boehner is going to go down as one of the most ineffective speakers of the House, at least of the modern age, uh, is because of Ted Cruz. <laughs> because Ted, Ted Cruz did everything he could to disrupt, uh, whether or not it was something that he believed in or not. Uh-huh. Ted Cruz, while he was in the Senate, while he was in Congress, did everything he could to disrupt the congressional process, not because he wanted uh, um, to to pass laws, right? Or not believed because he in wanted, this, that, or the not other. because he wanted to promote the 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 party's ticket and the, the the party agenda, but because he wanted to to solidify his base and and make political statements. You know, I was the one who who stood on the floor of the Congress and and made the government shut down so that we could have you know a balanced budget and all this other stuff. It was political posturing so that he could make this run now. Right. Um, and how's that working out? Yeah, exactly. Because guess what? He ran into a wall. A wall that just got 10 feet higher. <laughs> um, now, oh, who paid for that wall, man? Mexico. Uh, good. The Mexicans. As they should. Yeah, they right. paid for it. Them and all their drug money in their cartels. Right. Because uh-huh. they keep shipping drugs over here in yep. Beaners. So, mm-hmm. fuck them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we're going to put a wall there. <laughs> Yeah. Big old giant wall. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <clears throat> no, he ran into the juggernaut that is meme magic. Because <laughs> philosophers have been studying memetics for 200 years now, but we've just now gotten to the point where we have the technology to really make memetics come alive and as 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 a workable system uh, that can be manipulated. And one man, one master magician among us has done just that. Donald Trump. I don't know what we're yelling about. Donald Trump has has appropriated memetics and memes and thought viruses and 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 he thought viruses. He really I love that he, phrase. He, I love that phrase he, coming out of your stupid mouth. He really has. Uh, <laughs> I really really do. <coughs> I don't know, man. He's he's either a, a, a wizard of marketing or or. Uh, Maybe he's just exactly what America needs right now. Um, <laughs> there we go. But uh, no, I'm I'm solidly behind him. He has one thousand. You are, and it dis- it truly disturbs. He me. has one thousand and two delegates right now out of the twelve thirty seven. Yeah, he's he only needs two thirty five, and there's like five sixty or some some odd. He needs forty percent of the delegates from here on out. Uh, and he's polling at forty one percent, forty two percent today in Indiana. Um, Ted Cruz is only pulling it like 26%. He's a solid 15, 16, 17 points above Cruz in Indiana. With just clips of Donald Trump saying you're The fired. day before, right? Right. There's, I don't think, I think Cruz wins tomorrow. And if he does, uh, there's, there's absolutely no way that, that he can, he's, there's just, there's just no way. He pulls it even if, out for the Even convention. if he gets second place in almost every contest out of here, the proportional delegates alone will put him close enough to 1237 that... that Me Magic wins. Exactly. You know? Me Magic always wins. Well, not always. Well. 
In other political news, uh, I saw this headline about uh, Barack Obama, and I thought uh, you might find it interesting uh, because of the whole Black Lives Matter thing. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, apparently uh, when he was in Ireland, I guess, or whatever. Uh, he praised the movement, and this is from the global... Uh, theglobeandmail.com. He praised the movement, quote, as really effective in bringing attention to problems, but said young activists should be more willing to work with political leaders to craft solutions instead of criticizing from the outside the political process. Um, quote, once you've highlighted an issue and brought it to people's attention and shined a spotlight and elected officials or people who are in a position to start bringing about change are ready to sit down with you, then you can't just keep on yelling at them. Obama said, and you can't refuse to meet because that might compromise the period of your position, he continued. The value of social movements and activism is to get you at the table, get you in the room, and then to start trying to figure out how this is how this problem is going to be solved. He said that about Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because the the like the headline was, and that's why I pulled it up, was Obama to Black Lives Matter yelling is not enough to achieve progress. Yeah. Well... Yeah, you, you then have uh, a responsibility to prepare an agenda that is achievable, that can institutionalize the changes you seek, and to engage the other side. And honestly, I think he's probably right. I think this probably comes from, as a side note, though. I think this probably comes from he probably tried to reach out to the Black Lives Matter folks, and they're like, "Nah, you're the problem," or whatever. <laughs> uh, we've talked about this on the show before, but when you're, and this isn't just black people, this is white people too. Yeah, because the Tumblrina social justice warrior is just as dangerous like mm-hmm. the far left uh social justice warrior the triggered your, folks your pc police is mm-hmm. just they're this is a different head of the same beast okay um the dragon has multiple heads it's just it's a different head of the same one uh but when you're raised on rap and the sh- television show friends and pop music and the bullshit of the internet. Mm-hmm. When you're raised on that, which is my, my, my why my son will be raised on the office and Kanye West, by the way. When you're when you're raised on that and and you're schooled using those methods and and that's how the ways you know to express yourself. When you are confronted with ideas that conflict with your own, the only thing you can think to do is yell and scream. And make a big deal. And throw your shit like a monkey. Okay? There's no racial connotation there. Okay? But because the the tumblerinas do the exact, do same, the exact thing. same thing. Right. If confronted with an idea, like oh, the whole safe space uh, stuff, right? Right. Because uh, it's all about when confronted with an idea that's different than mine, my only response is anger because I'm a stupid, fucking, unintelligent, uneducated animal. Well, but no, I, I we we've been we've been uneducated in this country and in this world. We're fed lies and told that it's the truth. We think that we're smart and we're not. We're morons because when confronted with an idea that conflicts with our own narrow, stupid, shitty worldview. Our only response is anger. Right. And offense and saying you're wrong and screaming and yelling. It's like the the protesters at Trump rallies uh, in California the past week. There have been half a dozen instances of people, Trump supporters, being taken to the hospital because they're attacked by anti-Trump uh, uh, protesters. Right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a political rally. 
This is this is people. To, this is no different than somebody going to a rock concert. Right. They're there to see to get pumped. A up celebrity the end of who's running for office, who has a lot of followers, who's very very popular because he's resonating with a large portion of, of our culture that feels like they have been marginalized and lost their voice simply because they look like the people who are in control. Yeah. I I I I'm white. I'm a dude. I have a penis. I'm a dude. <laughs> Right. I'm a man. I, I, I identify as a cis white man, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I look like the like people to them. I'm I'm just another another part of the problem, right? Right. Anyway, it's a long winded way to just to say that that we have a real problem with not being okay with entertaining ideas without accepting them. Right. We we we've lost our ability to to look at a problem and say, okay, well, here's solutions. I don't like that. Yeah. But I can either shut up about it and go about with what I have to do, or I can I can make it some huge deal that I have to fight for and make an issue out of something that that shouldn't be an issue because I could just be like I could just shrug my shoulders and be like, hmm. I guess that's what they want to do. <laughs> well, that's kind of a problem, <laughs> you know. Uh, but why? What, what's the, what's the what's the mindset between going out and protesting somebody a political rally? Right. You're not accomplishing anything. You're you're just making the other side dig their heels in even more. Mm-hmm. If, 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 a, if a Trump supporter worse. goes to uh, a Trump rally and there are hundreds of people all around them chanting. Trump is bad. Trump is bad. You, <laughs> and you you look at that crowd and you think these people are my enemies. Right. So you go and so obviously you you're just going to dig your heels in deeper right. into your ideology. So if they really want to stop Donald Trump, they should just, you know, stop paying attention to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that didn't work for you, Matt. Well, you got the hat. You soon to have the t-shirt. No, I probably uh, no, no. You you are an American voter who will probably be casting his vote for uh Donald Trump. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know how that sits with me if I'm being honest. I don't I don't like I'm you not as my friend whom I respect and want to continue to respect and continue to be friends with. Yeah. Those yeah. are two goals of mine. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about the fact that you're into Trump. You you voted for Barack Obama one time, right? No. Oh, I thought I thought, uh-uh. I thought you said you you had. Okay, no. well, never mind. In the, fir- in the first election, I think I voted for, uh, well, who, did he, who was he running against the first time he was up? McCain. Yeah, I think I voted for him, because that was when my head was still in the sand. And then the last election... It was Romney. I went in to vote for Gary Johnson. I had it in my mind that I was going to vote for Gary Johnson. And at the last moment, literally in the polling booth, I bought into the lie that the lesser of two evils to defeat an evil. Don't is throw better. away your vote on a third party. Third parties will never make it. Right. Well, yeah, they're not going to make it because you never vote for them. Well, yeah, and based on that line of bullshit, yeah. I ticked the Romney box. But this time, Matt, my mind has been made up. I will be going in, and I will be voting for Gary Johnson, who. By the way, and I don't know if you even, I, I, I really think, and y- y- the audience can hate me, whatever, you know, I, I've talked a little bit about it with my wife. I think I'm going to donate to his campaign. That's that's how firmly I believe in, in sort of me 
as a 28 year old having experienced you know been voting for 10 years and mm-hmm. and being um having experienced what i've experienced it is that important to me that a third party continues to to take some of the spotlight and pull at certain numbers yeah. and that continues to rise no matter how long the process is yeah. because that's the thing for me i remember i remember you know you see three percent like when i was a kid for whatever third party or whatever he's pulling at 11 percent yeah 11 percent. that's an insane number that's an insane number for a libertarian candidate to have and and you know the point is not that you can't win or he can't win or whatever and and whether he can or he can't that's not it for me it's that my vote counts because of my conscience and the values that i hold dear and and want to make a difference on and the fact that i'm being a part of the change that you know what maybe when it's time for my son to vote in 18 years maybe a third party will be a viable option and it never will be as long as people say well a vote for anybody other than the nominee is a vote for hillary well no, it's fucking not. By okay, the, by it's, it's a vote. It's a vote to send a message at some point, and I think that's what I'm being a part of. Yeah, I really believe that. And maybe I've drank too much Kool Aid, listened to too much of your crap, but yeah. <laughs> which all my friends accuse me of. But so be it. So be it. So be it. Listen, uh, am I going to vote for Trump in the presidential election? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here's what I want to happen in in the presidential election this November. I want. Uh, first off, after after <laughs> Trump versus Sanders, after Miami or wherever it is that the Democrats are holding their convention mm-hmm. this year, um, I want uh, obviously Hillary's going to win. There's no way that that's not going to happen. Um, you don't think Sanders has enough of a ball, enough of a steamroll? No, he's been mathematically eliminated. There's no way he can get enough delegates. Oh really? Unless all super delegates just leave Hillary and go to him, just which crush it for Sanders. It's not going to happen, right? Unless he takes. Like sixty percent of the delegates from here on out, and uh-huh. then has all Hillary's super delegates jump ship to him. Then <laughs> so those two things have to happen, both of which are wildly unlikely. Exactly, uh, one more than the other, but yeah, yeah. Uh, there's he's been mathematically eliminated. Oh, well, goodbye, no Bernie. Way. Then, uh, but, sweet, I can't wait for President Hillary. But he hasn't. I'm, he I'm has, interested to see how this is going to work. He hasn't. He hasn't stopped campaigning. Yes, he's mathematically eliminated. A lot of his fault. Fo- first man. A lot bill. of the fervor, especially on Reddit. A lot of the fervor for him. Which was Reddit was a huge deal for him, yeah, right? Yeah. So much of the fervor has died down. Um, it's Reddit is now Donald Trump thoroughly Donald Trump territory. Um, unless you unless you've blocked the are the Donald. Like, <laughs> well, the the Donald obviously is Donald Trump territory. If I look at our Kanye, I think that you know it's all. No, no. If you if you sort by all, like it's big stuff. Yeah. Okay. There's 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 at least three or four posts on are the Donald that have. Plus five thousand upvotes every day. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. I went to our, I mean, our all like a couple days ago, and like five of the posts were seeing all your purple dot are dot the Donald from R the Donald. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, the point being is Sanders is still running, right? Even though he's been mathematically eliminated, Mm -hmm. even though there's no chance that he can get the delegates needed to secure a nomination, and the only thing that could happen is a contested convention, which is what I hope happens. But isn't going to happen because it's Hillary, and she she'll have the nomination no she'll matter close what. It down, yeah. He hasn't stopped his What's campaign. What's that last name, man? Clinton. He's he's laid off some staffers, like a right. hundred hundred different staffers, about a hundred staffers. He's laid off. Um, now are they let, still let getting go. paid? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but but I honestly do think that Bernie Sanders, after the convention, will declare a third party candidacy, and he's gonna if 
he can build back up that fervor he had four As months ago. Party. Yeah, leading into the first t- Super Tuesday, you know, if he can get that fervor back up, he could probably take 12% of the vote. Yeah. Which is just enough to spoil Hillary if it goes down like polls have been indicating Donald Trump has about 45%, Hillary has about 51%. Right. That's that just enough to pull a, those those I'm and, gonna vote for her because she's a woman, and I'm gonna vote for her because she's a Democrat. Just enough to pull those yeah. people to the Bernie side and let Donald Trump sneak in. And that's not even—that's not considering folks that that will still vote for Gary Johnson, yeah, or 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 a John McAfee or who or whoever it might be. Also, remember, about ten to fifteen percent of the Republican Party are going to vote for Ted Cruz no matter what. So, yeah, you know, so yep, you might because they're, they're, all, they're on board with that circle. Jersey. Exactly. We could be looking at a general election where where somebody who's not even on the ballot gets one or two percent. You know, Ted Cruz is right and might get half percent yeah. in the general election. So uh, looking at all those factors, if both con- conventions are contested or even if just the Democratic convention is contested and if Bernie Sanders runs as a third party independent socialist. Yeah, we'll, we, we could have one of the. I mean, we could have four different candidates get at least a percentage above. point yeah. of the 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 vote for the first time ever. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, but it's see, it's, and that's that's what I that's what I would like to see happen. But the break, regardless of who it's for, to be honest, yeah. But the breaking of that two party paradigm is what has to happen in order to break the 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 power paradigm that's surrounds Washington yeah. that is impenetrable those two, to those anybody two parties. who who isn't a career politician. Right. No, I agree. I agree. And 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 so so still, still not voting for Donald. Hate to disappoint <laughs> you, but so so anybody who 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 at, when I really actually get in a conversation with somebody about why I support Donald Trump, right? It isn't about Donald Trump the man. It's not about it's getting, about Donald Trump the meme. I th- I think we established that. Well, yes. It's not about getting a Republican into office. It's about Disrupting the power paradigm. Oh, that's a good Trump, dude. Your eyes need to be a little bit closer, a little bit clo- more closed. Close your eyes a little bit more. There you go. There you go. You got to get the squint on. Yep. Mm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> one of my favorite things I've got to say. It's about disrupting <laughs> Trump phases. It's about disrupting the power paradigm in Washington. <laughs> and. Oh, we can wrap it up on this if you want. Just yeah, because we missed out so yeah. much content, which is sorry such a again. Wild bummer. It, it's going to sound so choppy too. I, that transgender d- discussion was pretty good. It we re- it really was. It was uh, I think we solved it. We I think kept we that a little bit more. Well, I would. People I re- are people. That's the bottom line. People well, are people. And who gives a shit if Target says, "Hey, uh, folks are coming to this bathroom." And and the idea that I keep saying, at least on my super right friends' Facebooks and things like that, and the articles that they're sharing, is that it's somehow an endangerment to their kids little girls and little boys and it's not it's not if somebody's going to molest your kids they're going to do it regardless of their transgender issue and regardless of whether they have a problem going in one bathroom or the other yeah if they want to diddle your kids they'll get to your kids yeah and that's on you as a parent to protect them from transgendered folks from gendered folks yeah it doesn't matter like and you have to remember too that anytime you have anytime you have a new morality paradigm I'm in love with that word paradigm for some reason. You said about 15 times. Anytime you have a new morality that kind of shows up on the scene, right? Right. Whether it's gay marriage or LGBT rights or, you know, (laughs) being able, black people being able to use a white drinking fountain, 
<laughs> that uh, Trump GIF. It's incredible. It takes about a generation for that to normalize. Right. So here's the thing. Uh, gay people had to wait about 30 years from the 70s until now yeah. to kind of become normalized. Right. And now even only the most hardcore fundamentalist, you know, Christian fundamentalist will balk at somebody being at gay. Folks being gay. Right. Okay. It's going to take... If you don't agree with it's it. Gonna like, t- it's going to take 20 years for us to get to that point with LGBT rights. Yeah. It just is. Right. There's no way to speed up the process because you have to acclimate people yeah. to it, okay? You need a couple of generations of folks dying at, off. At least one generation, okay? <laughs> you need... For the people who had no idea yeah. about it, that people could be LGBT, you know, 50 years ago, they're going to have to die off. Their right. voices have to be have to be diminished, and then you have the new voices of people who have grown up with that being normal, and a part of their culture. It's culture clashes, man. You know, fit the people. Our parents that wasn't a part of their culture. It's a part of our of culture. Clans? Exactly. It's yeah. the same thing as clash of clans. Anyway, um, th- 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 if you look at all the the entire arc of human history, that's just how it is. And so here's my message to all of our LGBT. LGBT listeners, and I know we have thousands. <laughs> and they're great. It's really just Kyle. You know, our 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 transgenders are amazing. We have the best transgenders on this show. Uh, fantastic, phenomenal. I have a transgender friend. He called me the other day. <laughs> uh, and you know what he said to me? He said, <laughs> "Here's my message." Always touches the mic. Here's my Always. message to them. <coughs> the man's a clown, man. Suck it up. Mm-hmm. Suck it up. Yep. And deal just with it. Deal with with people looking at you weird for a little while. Yeah. Because, but not that's at Target. Just what happens. But not at that's Target. That's what has to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um. And you you can't you can't get around that process. Yeah. So you can't be make people be comfortable with something they haven't experienced before. Okay. So you just have to bear with the ignorant and the misinformed and those who are going to marginalize you because of your stance and your morality and your identity. And you're just gonna have to deal with it, right? It's 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 part of society, and we're never gonna get rid of it. Is it a negative? Yes. Is it a bad thing? Yes. But it's part of the beast, and you you can't you can't get around it. Yeah. You know. Hence the fact that now we have to vote for Donald Trump to affect the two party system. Yeah. If we want change, you got to go through some terrible things. Mm, burn it all down, bro. Like a like burn a Trump presidency, down. maybe. Yeah. Uh, last story. Last we have the thing. best presidencies. The best presidencies. Our presidencies, amazing. Other people's presidencies, you know, I can't really say whether or not those presidencies are any good or not. You know, we've seen the res- the results. I had a friend who was a presidency. Yeah. Very good friend of mine. A uh, long-time friend. They're great. Yeah. They're amazing. He we still ha- calls me. Yeah. We have the best presidencies. Um, it's from the Daily Beast. <laughs> this is so funny to me. This is why I pulled it up. We haven't had any news uh, surrounding this topic in a little while. Yeah. Uh, so apparently Russia arrested a young lady uh, for stealing $2 million. Now, what's interesting is why she stole it and how she stole it. Now, she stole it by basically selling people dream real estate, dream homes that were not built yet. And they never, they just never built them. They're just like, oh, here's here's the homes. Here's where they're going to be. Here's the land. Here's what they're going to look like. And, the, and they, if people bought these... $2 million, and then just, they don't exist. And of course, you know, she needed the $2 million, man. 
to give to the Church of Scientology. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm so serious. Authorities in Russia say a woman stole money to, given to her for dream homes and donated it to the Church of Scientology. Ekaterina Zaburski. Ekaterina Zaburski. That's probably how it said. Allegedly stole 130 million rubles, $2 million, between 2012 and 2014 by selling Russians uh, apartments that were never built by her construction company. An indictment in St. Petersburg alleged last week is reported by something I can't pronounce. Part of that money was funneled to her church, prosecutors say. Posters advertising the development's promised clients affordable castles in green neighborhoods by Zaborski's uh, construction company. There's no the such paper. fucking thing as an affordable castle. Right. The reason why you build a castle <laughs> it's it's is to show to everybody else around you, hey, this is my castle. Right. It has walls. You can't have this right? because you ain't a baller like me. Instead, the would-be buildings are still holes in the ground. Websites advertising the Olymp projects, that's the, that's the name of the, the, or the construction company, now warn potential buyers that they will no longer be built. <laughs> so basically, you just go there one day and, oh, hey, uh, yeah, these aren't this, th- that's not a thing anymore. That's ridiculous. In 2014, a woman identified only as Anna told NTV that she paid 2.5 million rubles for an, imp- for an apartment and was told that construction would start immediately. The project was then frozen, and she eventually found out that the company had never gotten approvals for the construction. Uh, yeah, and then I, I, the St. Petersburg branch of the church was raided in 2014 over large-scale theft allegations. A local newspaper reported at the time that this woman, Zaborski, was the main subject of the investigation. And they analyzed uh, financial documents and I guess found out that, uh, yeah, she was just giving all that money to the church. Wasn't that nicer, meant to give it to the church? It, re- it really was. It, it really, really was. Because they need it. God love them. Yeah. They really do need <laughs> the it. The best thing you can do. Uh, Zeno gets pissed, man. If, you don't, if you're not bringing in... If you're not bringing in bucks to the church in the form of people mm-hmm. who will buy their outdated no- nonsensical mm-hmm. ramblings, yeah, you know, or in the form of actual money. Well, like, it seems to me that this is just all a big like plot by the psychologists and psychiatrists. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to, obviously, these things were built. Obviously, yeah. this is real real estate. It's just a plot by the global Jews and the psychologists to uh, to disparage the good name of Scientology. Because honestly, can you think of another time where uh, sci- the Church of Scientology has been tied to shady business dealings, particularly in the world of finance? To be honest, I can't think of one. Yeah, I, I can't mean, think of... I mean, I can't... above the board. I can't think great of, things, the globe over. I can't think of one at all. I yeah. can think like of maybe 12, 13, 14 at all. <laughs> but I can't think of one at all. I can't think of one, no. Not, not just one. Neither can I. You know, it's like a Lay's potato chips. I'm eating the whole bag. You know, if, <laughs> if, we're gonna if talk, it's open, it's going down. Yeah, if we're going to talk about the the, the 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 financial financial uh, uh, shady dealings of uh, the Church of Scientology, right? You know, we gotta we gotta talk about every single one. You know, <laughs> well, speaking of that five hour broadcast, yeah. Which, by the way, in, in recap to the end, just a million dollars, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, one, one year, one year, million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the podcast said, about you. Give that some thought. dot com is where all the links are to all of our yep. all of our programs, all of our, our everything, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, Telegram too this is a fun platform. Yes, we're doing some interesting stuff there. We're all over Telegram. Uh, yeah, you can you can find links to both Matt and I's profiles at the Give That Some Thought uh, uh, group channel there. And it's I like the fact that 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 you know our our main platform for social media that we've been using. Yeah. Is we've been using we've used Twitter and Facebook before, but the main one that we use or that you use, at least the one that I see, yeah. is Telegram. Yeah, not because it's, and it's the fun, most popular. Man. It's high quality pictures. It's it's not because, I like it. Not because it's the most popular, because it is so great. Yeah, it's a great app. It really is. It's a, it's a, the best. You know, it's peer to peer, right? Yeah. So there's no mm-hmm. third party. It's not going to anybody else's server. Mm-hmm. It's just 
My phone to your phone. That's There's a it. lot of other apps. Yes. <laughs> Telegram's a great one. A friend, he called me the other day, and he said, he said, Donald, I want to tell you something. Yeah. He always grabs the mic. I hate him. I hate him so much. I exactly. Oh, it's always, and a, and a tie that goes like like four inches past his two inch dick. You saw the picture. You saw the painting, man. That was a liberal artist re- representation no. of a naked Donald Trump, and I don't think that it, you know. Well, to wrap it up, mm. we'll leave you with this. Obviously, you know, something fun we've been doing. Just yeah. end on a musical note, you know. Why not? We'll make it a, we'll make it a YouTube thing. Listen to the the salty words of Bono, mm. waft over your ear canals. Salty. And think about how the world could be a positive place if we just admitted that everyone was that everyone was a person. Yeah. You know, we'll just start there, give that some thought audience, and then we'll move on to, you know, conquering all the rest of the world's problems. But just start there. Look around you, next to the people, think about the group that you hate, whether that's gays, blacks, women. And just think to yourself Midgets, hobbits. Exactly. And just think Cthulhu, to yourself The Fay folk. These are people. Just start there, ladies and gentlemen. Please do it for us. Thanks for listening, everybody out there in Audio Land. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.